Ladies and gentlemen, warning, spoilers ahead. Hi. Can I help you? Yeah, can I have a dozen red roses, please? Oh, hi, Johnny. I didn't know it was you. Here you go. That's me. How much is it? It'll be $18. Here you go. Keep the change. Hi, doggy. You're my favorite customer. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye-bye. I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. You're just a chicken. Chip, 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 chip. You can come out now, Johnny. She's gone. In a few minutes, bitch. I used to know a girl. She had a dozen guys. One of them found out about it, beat her up so bad she ended up in a hospital on Guerrero Street. <laughs> what a story, Mark. You are lying. I never hit you. You are tearing me apart, Lisa. How was work today? Oh, pretty good. We got a new client at the bank. We'll make a lot of money. What client? I cannot tell you. It's confidential. Oh, come on. Why not? No, I can't. Anyway, how is your sex life? If a lot of people love each other, the world would be a better place to live. Good evening, and welcome to television. Hello! Hello! Hey! Hey! hey. Whoa! I'm Wayne Stellini. And I'm a Philip Hunting, and welcome to Fred Watch, where we view and review films, everything from the mainstream to the obscure. And welcome to our very first craptacular special, where we review a movie so horrendous, it's begging for a Fred Watch discussion. Today's film is so epic, we've invited a few guest reviewers, Phil. Yes! Oh, hi, Kendall. Oh, hi, Wayne. <laughs> oh, hi, Kirsten. Oh, hi, Wayne. Oh, hi, Fulia. Oh, hi, Wayne. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> yes. What oh, is today's film? Well, today's film, Philip, is almost beyond comprehension. Mm. It's The Room. Please explain. Tensions mount within a close circle of friends when Lisa, Juliet, Danielle, who is dissatisfied in her relationship with fiancé Johnny, Tommy Wiseau, seduces his best friend Mark, Greg Sestero, which ignites a secret affair. But when Johnny overhears Lisa confess her infidelity to her cancer-stricken mother Claudette, Carolyn Minot, he sets out to identify her lover. Meanwhile, Denny, Philip Haldeman, the neighbouring college student that Johnny supports both financially and emotionally, not only also lusts after Lisa, but has an altercation with drug dealer Chris R. With his mental state declining, Johnny seeks the help of friend Peter, Kyle Vogt, a psychologist who ultimately confronts Mark about his relationship with Lisa. Inevitably, secrets and lies come to the forefront at a surprise birthday party being thrown for Johnny. Accurately described by an assistant professor of film studies as the Citizen Kane of bad movies, The Room infamously features subplots that are left unresolved, poor acting, and the most flippant declaration of an indifferent reaction to a cancer diagnosis ever depicted on screen. Once visited, Tommy Wiseau's film is, for better or worse, an unforgettable experience, and thanks to an endless source of memes and parodies, it is the sort of film that you might be familiar with without ever having seen. So Kendall, what were your thoughts about Wiseau's masterpiece before you stepped into the room? <laughs> well, yeah, it's a film that has been heavily in the zeitgeist of... I guess the film industry, <laughs> if you want to call it that, in this case, for a long time. <clears throat> this is my first full viewing of the film, but I've seen like many reviews, I've seen all the memes, you know, the famous quotes, the lines we all know, and that kind of informed my opinion of this film as just something just crazy, nonsensical, and 
but like I don't think I had any idea what it was actually going to be because <laughs> it was so much worse than I expected. <laughs> um, and I actually would prefer to watch a parody version of this film. <laughs> it, would, it would be a lot more uh, entertaining and less frustrating. But um, yeah, but I'm glad glad for seeing it now. My life has changed forever. <laughs> Not necessarily for the better, no. but forever nonetheless. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, Fulia, had you heard much about the room or had seen the memes or anything like that beforehand? No. So I've gone into this pretty cold. I mean, um, you you guys have sort of mentioned bits and pieces about the performance of this film and how bad it is, but I didn't expect it to be this bad. Please please tell me you went in sort of, oh, how bad could it be? Yeah, Yeah, pretty much. I was just thinking to myself, okay... This, they, everybody's saying it's really terrible, but I really want to find out how terrible. <laughs> so, yes, and it confirms how terrible it yeah, is. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, Kirsten, how much engagement with the online parodies and memes had you had before watching The Room? Yeah, so very much like Kendall, I'd seen a lot of the memes, I've seen the trailer, so I had a bit of an idea about how bad that it would be. Mm-hmm. But, yes, after seeing it, wow, it even <laughs> over it blew out how bad I thought it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, yes, it was definitely an experience. Everyone felt the vibe from, particularly probably from myself, how frustrated I was getting with people because it was, because I probably should have walked in with it saying, okay, things aren't going to make sense. Yeah. You just need to just go with it, go with the flow. But that didn't quite happen for me. (laughs) Well, it engaged you, let's put it that way. And you only walked out once. I did, yes. <laughs> so, Philip, you live on the internet, mate. Yes. You must have known about the room. I definitely had heard of it. I'd, again, seen all the memes. I actually will say right now that I think the memes do a better job as memes than the movie did as a movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think we're all in agreement on that one. Yeah. I actually was really thrown by this because I've actually seen quite a few reviews of The Room Mm. and a lot of people breaking it down and saying why it's so bad or why, you know, I've even seen a, I think it's a Wisecrack podcast saying how The Room is actually very important for us to watch as filmmakers, etc. So I'm actually thinking, watching these things, that, okay, yeah, it's bad acting, a bit of bad writing, a bit of bad uh, cinema photography, but... I'm thinking, okay, but it's still going to be a movie. Mm. It's going to follow conventions and movies. It's going to do it badly. It's going to be cliche. This did none of that. No. Do you know what it felt like to me? It's like, okay, so all good movies have these. And this is all I know. Let me just throw it together and it'll make sense. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, when you first write something and you're really excited, you want to be, let me show you everything I know. Yeah. And mm-hmm. good teachers will tell you, don't do that. This mm. won't be the only thing you'll ever write or make. <laughs> just... Pick some and make it coherent. Mm. Tommy was so missed that in acting class yeah. in film school. Yeah. 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 yeah, so, okay. Like, I've tried really hard to break down this story. Say, well done for providing yeah. the plot. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I owe a lot to Wikipedia. Helped <laughs> <laughs> me out a lot. Because honestly, if you actually had to say to me, well, what's the room about? I'd be like... Okay, there's this guy, Johnny, his girlfriend Lisa's a real bitch, and uh-huh. she's having an affair with his best friend, who turns out to be a bit of a dick. And but, here's the but, thing. but but that's kind of not it, but it is, but it only mm. but it's not the only thing, yeah. and yeah. And not just that any description I can think of actually makes the movie sound better than it is. Yes, yeah. because it actually makes it sound like it's coherent. Yeah. 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 So and I'm using the word loosely. 
story. (laughs) (laughs) What did we think of the story or maybe what did we think Tommy's message of this film was? This felt like the sort of fan fiction or whiny post you'd get on Reddit of someone who's just been broken up and, but I'm the good guy. I'm a nice guy. Oh, nice guy's finished last. It felt like one of these posts that someone decided to expand into a a movie. Mm. And you had these weird sort of social messages thrown in of um, adopting kids and don't do drugs and, but none of them were sort of followed through. So the overarching story, as far as I'm concerned, was simply a, you know, I'm a good guy, I'm a Mary Sue character and everybody hates me and the world is shit. And so to me, the story was simply just someone bitching that they're the good guy and never gets the girl. And yeah. Well, that's kind of building off from that. That's just kind of what I was thinking. I'm like, it's very egotistical mm. and self-centered. He's very much... Wanting to, he's he's written himself as the hero of his own mm. movie. Yeah. It's like a vanity project. It isn't is it? exactly yeah. that's the yeah. phrase I needed. Yeah. Vanity project, a hundred percent. He's really just trying to show the world in his weird way how good he thinks he is, mm-hmm. and just how he's this guy who just doesn't deserve everything that's being thrown at him. But he hasn't. And then like we're trying to bring mm. up all these things about the adoption and mm. and then breaking up the the fight with the drug <laughs> dealer, like just to be like, look at me, guys, I'm a hero. Yeah, it feels like that Johnny is a very loving character as we keep hearing. He's sensible. He's sensitive. <laughs> you know, he's financially secure. He's, you know, looking after Denny. He's pretty much adopted him mm. and, and is providing for him as a father figure to him. He's good to Lisa, apparently, <laughs> and is a loyal friend. All of these different yeah, things. Yeah. And I think there seems to be this message of if everyone was like Johnny, if everyone just loved then the world would be a better place. And because he's getting all this hate from other people, this is why things sort of dismantle around him. Mm. Fulia, did you get this sense of the core message being that, I guess, love conquers all, and when we don't love and respect one another, things don't work out so well? Actually, I was so confused with this story that it just <laughs> went over my head. Yeah, <laughs> but I feel like the story seemed to be that if you if you're falling in love with someone else, tell the person that you're with before they try to kill them. <laughs> <laughs> you know what a message. Yeah. Oh, before. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Rather than, you know, you know, wait until the last moment where they find out that you're cheating on them. And then just wonder if they're even dead. <laughs> yeah. Their brains are spilling how out about, of their how skull. About, how about be like, all right, I love someone else. I don't love you anymore. We need to break up. Mm-hmm. So that the, you know, the emotional blow isn't so bad. Yeah. And don't leave it to the last second. Yeah. And fake a pregnancy for no reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to make it interesting. Just make, to make, make it, it interesting. interesting. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how that made it interesting. Yeah. Sure. Philip, they definitely, they actually had, and it was only at the last act that they even brought it up, that they did have this idea of sociopaths. Mm. And that, sh- that Lisa may have been a sociopath, which to me is fascinating because... That would have made a better movie. Well, Phil, you bring up a really interesting point about Lisa because I'm quite interested to know what did we all think about the representation of Lisa and the representation of women? Kirsten, did you have a oh, thought about Lisa? I there? have so many thoughts on Lisa. <laughs> and go. Yeah. Okay. So the whole thing with Lisa, like in particular, when you see like her best, and she's talking with her best friend and telling her about the affair, mm. her friend seems to be pretty 
surprised that Lisa's thinking this way. So I would feel like her being her best friend, she would sort of know that that would have been in her personality. It just seems it's sort of come out of nowhere. <laughs> so it's sort of like, well, okay, if she's if she was a sociopath in that regard, I don't think it would have surprised her friend mm. in that in that way. When you were saying before, Kendall, about it being egotistical, I felt it was very much about Tommy was thinking he was very much having a Brando moment. <laughs> Lord like, knows he tried. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then he references James Dean, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. yeah. And he was seeing the whole thing of, you're tearing me apart, Lisa. It's like, that was his stellar moment. Yes. <laughs> That's the Oscar-winning performance. Yeah. Yes. yeah. It just felt there was all those moments. It just They mashed all these moments in together. Mm. And yeah, it, it didn't paint a pretty picture for men or for women. Yeah. Right? yeah, either sex. Yeah, just flat out. Lisa is just a horrible, horrible person. Mm. And yeah, she just, there were so many moments when she's explaining why she doesn't love him. And then, you know, she's saying all these things. And it's like, well, okay, if you know all that, then go. <laughs> she kept on repeating the same lines over and over again. But yeah. then she jumps straight back into sleeping with him. And yeah. that yeah. should be yeah. something I, that she was cool with. Yeah. yeah. Get drunk with him. Well, and yeah. Like, oh. like, even just from the get go, he rocks up, gives her this beautiful red dress. She's so happy and feeling loved, puts mm. it on. They proceed to have sex for the mm. first time of like 10, 15 <laughs> times yeah. in this whole movie. And then she's so, like, it looks beautiful and it's really a nice, ro- it's a terrible scene, but it's a romantic scene nonetheless. <laughs> yeah. And then the next morning she's talking to her mum. She's like, I don't love him anymore. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to marry him. Although I feel like, like right at the end she sort of looked bored. Like, he was sort of like, oh, he's asleep. Oh, whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm not happy here. And then she flat out explains to her mother. Yeah. Yeah. But then she has that. I know exactly what you're saying that scene where she looks bored but then she rolls over to get a schnuggle yeah. <laughs> it's like what? yeah, yeah. there's a lot of those it it's very very confusing yeah. those sex scenes are really interesting though and I say that loosely because they're so boring yeah. Yeah. and I have to say that with the sex scenes the thing that made me cringe the most about it was the music mm. oh. yeah. like whenever it was sort of it wasn't that they were drawn out long Badly shot and definitely badly choreographed. You all know what I mean if you see yeah. the movie. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just that the, they went forever and the music was so bad. Can, yeah. can I also mention the unsynced ADR? <laughs> <laughs> so those scenes, like, yes. they're not even, you, you, you can you can 100% see that they're not saying anything or doing anything really explicit, but all of a sudden you hear a, Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Mark especially. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's a very good ventriloquist. Yeah. <laughs> he really is. He really is. I'd also say that the sex scenes to me were very punctuated by the fact that the whole movie felt like they'd watched a porno mm. and decided, oh yeah, this is how movies work. Because you'd have ten, five to ten minutes of scene... Mm. and then a sex scene mm. and then five to ten minutes of scene <laughs> and then a sex scene and it's just really weirdly choreographed in yeah. that yeah. sense but in, he, but in like in his head he's thinking oh I'm making this film that women will appreciate because it's yeah. not just sex it's about relationships yes, yes. <laughs> and <laughs> romance yeah. I bring her flowers and we make love on the flowers speak <laughs> <laughs> on the flowers <laughs> Now, look, speaking of flowers, we do need to talk about that florist scene. Oh, oh my gosh. favorite scene in the film because it is so hilarious. Hi, Daggy. <laughs> so, my whole, like, no one takes a moment mm. to breathe. No, oh. so, it's so quick. My, my whole thing was, and I don't know if this is true, but it's like, okay. Folks, you have a whole hour in this florist shop. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, 
we've got to get this shot in the can. Let's do it. That's what it felt like. Yeah. It just, there was nothing oh. genuine about it. Not to mention that the, the roses that he ends up with to the ones that he actually goes home with. Yeah. <laughs> Completely different. Well, it's one of many continuity mm. oh, errors. Oh, so we will, yeah, we will get to that. Yeah. A lot of episodes. <laughs> yeah, Phil, you were quite passionate about one continuity error. Go oh for my it. goodness, I couldn't believe it was unfolding in front of me. And I... If you have a continuity thing, nine out of ten times it's this one little thing and you miss it. Mm. Or, or you see it and you go, oh, that was funny. Yeah. And if you really want to see it again, you have to rewind it. This was a continuity error so bad and so long, I was able to show it to the rest of the group whilst we're watching. <laughs> and that so is obvious. the wine yes. where mm. she goes to put it down and in the right next shot, She's got it in her hand again, <laughs> and she's moving her hand, and then the next shot, it's down on the ground, and then yep. it's... Mm. Oh my god, it was beautiful. Just kept on going. Yeah. Teleporting <laughs> wine glasses. And the funny That's thing, what this movie's really about. Yes. The funny thing is, though, it's like with, you know, drinks especially, you expect sort of the level of liquid to go up and down yeah, a little yeah. bit. That's a bit di- more difficult to manage. Of course. Continuity-wise. But you're right, it's placement and the fact that it teleports. Mm. Speaking of teleportation... <laughs> Characters just sort of seem to appear out of yes, nowhere. Yes, yes, Can we talk about that scene on the roof? Yeah. <laughs> Who are these people? Where, where Denny is like rescued from Chris R. And I love that his name is Chris R. Mm. There is a hyphen in there as well. It's, yeah. like it's his last yeah. initial. Yeah. And people start rocking up. And then all of a sudden you've got Lisa and Claudette. And they just appear just out of nowhere. Appear, yeah. yes. <laughs> With that beautiful green screen background. Oh, man. <laughs> it reminds me of a video game where you've hit a, a checkpoint or you hit a sort of a scene thing and all of a sudden they have to bring the character in all of a sudden because oh no you've had that character over there and they're meant to talk to him it was just so bad and I can't even say so bad it's good it's just so bad yeah look one of the things and I think if we're still talking about the story and the way the narrative unfolds is that as many people point out a lot of people a lot of elements are introduced that go absolutely nowhere. You touched upon it before, Philip, about you know how it wants to make a social commentary. We get that mostly through Denny, I think, mm. as well. You know, we took this boy in. It's a lot of kids need adoption. If they're left to their own devices, they end up owing drug dealers. And <laughs> Denny's a really resilient child. He gets over that trauma oh. really, really quickly. Well. <laughs> yeah, does it so well. So does everyone in this film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A, lo- a lot of things are going on there. I don't know. I think it's really the affair between Lisa and Mark because the only consistent mm-hmm. sort of narrative plot point. Yeah. yeah. You know, that and the fact that Lisa hates Johnny <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as well. One of the more uh, infamous, I suppose, hmm. or famous plot points that go absolutely nowhere and that have no reason to be there, Claudette. So <laughs> Lisa's mother and her illness. Yeah. And based on the subject matter... It's nothing to laugh about. But no. the way it's done in this film, no. you cannot take it seriously. Not yeah. at all. So, yeah, Lisa's uh, organising a party and that takes precedence over Claudette's cancer yeah, diagnosis. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the test results have come back and I absolutely have breast cancer. Yes. <laughs> but you should still stay with Johnny. How yeah. can I help with the party? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just so... I don't understand. Like, it's going to what I said while we were watching this. These people are aliens. Mm, yeah. They're not human beings. They've never had a genuine interaction with on, on any kind of emotional level in real life with anybody else, especially that underwears boy. Oh, like, he's mad. <laughs> yeah, so we're, but talk- like, we're talking about Mike, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but like, I don't, I just, like, how did, 
How does someone approach this? I want to know what goes on inside <laughs> Carly Masona's brain. I want to know how you go, I'm going to give the mum cancer. But not only that, not do anything with it. Like, uh-huh. not try to make her more sympathetic. No. Not show Lisa in a more sympathetic light yeah. because her mother is ill. Mm-hmm. That's it's what I'm just, saying, yeah. It's for no reason. It's just just so nonchalant mm-hmm. and just it just makes no difference mm-hmm. to anything else. And then Lisa's get she gets more upset over freaking Danny being nearly killed by that drug dealer guy. <laughs> She's bawling her eyes out. She was so hysterical. <clears throat> I bought some drugs off of him. Things got mixed up. I didn't mean for this to happen. <laughs> I don't have them anymore. What kind of drugs, Denny? It doesn't matter. I don't have them anymore. It doesn't matter. How in the hell did you get involved with drugs? Uh, Who were you giving them to him? Selling them to him? Where in the hell did you meet that man? What kind of drugs do you take? It's nothing like that. What the hell is wrong with you? I just needed some money to pay off some stuff. How much do you have to give him? This is not the way you make money. How much? Stop ganging up on me! Well, it is time somebody ganged up on you, for God's sake! A man like that! Where in the hell did you meet a man like that? It doesn't matter! It matters a great deal! A man holds a gun on you, you almost got killed! You expect me to forget that, huh? You're not my fucking mother! So yeah, that scene where Lisa is hysterical over mm. poor Denny, I mean... Do we want to talk about overacting? Am I just underplaying it? Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's I a guess heightened scene, I suppose. It's a heightened scene, but you can you can definitely call it overacting in terms of the fact that her mum just told her she has breast <laughs> cancer, yeah. and she was like, "Oh, you're gonna be fine. It's okay. Don't worry about it." And then they're on the now, and then like you know, ten minutes later, they're on the roof, and then he's nearly getting killed, and it's and she just she's blubbering, and then she just keeps going. She's like repeating herself over and over. What kind of drugs did? <laughs> What are the drugs? What, in, what kind of money? What kind of money? Like, what kind of question is that? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Well, it fucking does. You had a gun to your head. Like, I don't... I don't... I don't what even... Hap- why were they all on the roof in the first place? How did they all go, oh, he might Wait, be in trouble? Wait, this roof? Is this yeah. The roof? <laughs> it's an alternate dimension. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Well, they um, teleport there pretty quickly oh, back and forth, yeah. don't they? And then, not to mention, too, that the, nothing else gets resolved with this. No, no. It never gets brought never up again. again. No, yeah. because it's obvious that there wasn't a gunshot for everybody to be, you know, all of a sudden on the roof. Yeah. Like, they've just no. appeared. Oh. Like, coincidentally, they all decided, oh, let's just roof stroll up on the roof. Yeah. yeah. Oh, did he? Chris R, hello. (laughs) I'm personally convinced that the mother is the only one in this movie who doesn't realise a movie is being filmed. (laughs) Her lines and the way she delivers them to me honestly feels like she's just coming on set and going, oh, you won't believe the day I've had (laughs) And what's happening with Johnny? And she legitimately thinks that they're getting married. Yeah, and especially the scene where she walks in and and Mike and that chick are on the couch and she's like, who are these characters? I (laughs) love that line with every part of my soul. Because we were all thinking the same thing. Exactly, she's speaking for us. got so meta. <laughs> the the running in to get the underwear. I think this is what's happened. They've only had enough film. <laughs> this is before digital, so they've only had enough film to take one shot of everything. The guys run in to grab the underwear because he's actually forgotten it in the real world. And so they've had to make this as a scene later that they've written in. I don't understand. I was going to say, you know, Phil, I think you give them too much credit. Because you know what? Him running in to get his undies <clears throat> back... It's a it's a good gag, right? Yeah. But for some reason, 
Tommy was so so obsessed with American football because there's a lot of things oh, involving American yeah. football yeah. that let's just go in the alleyway and start talking about it while we're playing football because Mike wants to talk about this tragedy and it was <laughs> yeah. him leaving his undies behind. Yeah. Now, while we're on the whole discussion of football, does anyone want to offer a suggestion why the boys decide to dress up in their tux? Maybe they're getting suit fittings or whatever. But then feel the need to play football in their tuxedos. Uh, no way. Because why the fuck not? Yeah, I was just thinking, could anyone find any logical reasoning behind that? They have a shot of the church beforehand. That is an establishing <laughs> shot of, oh, okay, the wedding, we're on yeah. the wedding day. Yeah. This is now happening. But no. But no. <laughs> but no. No, no. no wedding. I mean, no bride, no nothing. No, well, this film shows everything. You know, there's that whole rule in film and television about uh, show, don't tell. Yeah. Not only do they show everything, but they tell you everything multiple times. times. Yep. Again and again. Mm. So by the end of the film, we have no reason to question who Johnny's best friend is. <laughs> no. <laughs> How Lisa feels about Johnny. <laughs> and a lot of other elements about it as well. Mm-hmm. But... If we think also about the the characters in these films specifically, let's let's smash them out one by one. Okay. Yeah, because this is very much a character driven film because nothing else makes sense. Yeah. So, Kirsten, your man, Johnny. Oh, <laughs> oh Johnny. The oh, tragic Johnny. hero. Johnny. That's what he's supposed tragic. to be. <laughs> just just tragic. Just tragic. Just tragic. Just yeah. tragic. Just um, tragic. Yeah, Johnny. Again, it's just very much. The actor himself, Tommy, this is his moment, this is his baby, this is yeah. like, this is my moment, this is my stage, everyone's just dancing on it. And it's <laughs> like, just watch me create art, basically. Yes. And it's, yeah, it. there's not much to really more to say to that, because it's just... There's just so many things wrong with it. Yep. I, I can't, I can't make sense of it. So it's just, <laughs> no, it's true, and yeah. it's definitely one of like the foils, I suppose, of having writer, director, producer, mm. star, and who knows what else yeah. involved yeah. in this. Yeah. You know, as we said, it's it's definitely a vanity project. Mm. But well, he definitely did the ADR. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that ADR. Well, a lot of that, you know, a lot of his own lines had to be dubbed afterwards yeah. because he just couldn't remember the dialogue, which is just insane to me. Well, considering um, he wrote it. Yeah, that's yes. what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, just crazy. It's beyond, like, yeah. And he's just, I, I don't, the fact that he has to be laughing, that weird laugh all the time, that, <laughs> that like, makes no sense is as, like, as a response mm. to what he's just been told. Well, especially when Mike tells him about, you know, a woman who's been beaten up by her yeah. boyfriend. Oh, yeah. Why is that hilarious? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> women. Yeah. Oh, what, yeah, women. What a funny story, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you could say that again. Do you reckon maybe with the going back to the wedding scene, mm. do you think maybe they did actually have the church, but then they lost out in actually using having a scene? They didn't in get the permission, maybe. And they went, okay, well, we do still have just the apartment. Maybe yeah. we just need to finish it off there and don't even get to the wedding. But we've got these suits, so let's go out and play with the football. Oh, you know, it, it, like, it, mm. anything is possible with the production of this film. Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. If it, you're telling me it was being rewritten and made up a, mm. as they went along. Would not surprise me yeah. whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But with Mark as the best man, and the, well, who would have been the best man, yeah. and Johnny's best friend, I think you kind of, I don't know, maybe this is me coming from a male point of view. I'm about to get shot down, Phil. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're almost on Mark's side for a lot of it that he is quite reluctant, but just gives in to temptation. Because Lisa is painted as the typical mm. 
evil woman because you know women are the root of all evil and they destroy male friendships and all of these different things i mean mm. she's painted that way it's, does it, that, was, it was not portrayed it was that not way, portrayed though. that way okay well does is does lisa's portrayal make mark more sympathetic yeah. or are there just no angels here no angels the, in my the problem i find with that question simply comes mm. down to that's making the assumption there is a character arc. Yes. Like, and this is the mm. problem, that the character arc bounces mm. within seconds of each other. Yeah, yeah. true. Yes, if we had this idea, if we had a smooth arc, then we might have this thing mm. of, you know, Mark sitting there and he doesn't want anything to do with it, and then after a while he's tempted and it, you know... A, we, we might have this, okay, she's actually the bad guy because she's tempting this poor man and he's only human and mm. regardless of how we feel of that as a trope, it's, yeah, it's it, a trope. It's, it could be what we are asked to think. Yeah. But instead, he jumps within seconds of lines and that means that it's such a disturbed arc mm. that you can't sort of say one way or the other. Yeah. Well, that's the thing for me. I feel like they're both in two different films. Yeah. <laughs> because be. they don't match up yeah. at all with what they say and what they do yeah. at any, any point, especially Mark. I mean, at the start, I'm, I'm kind of, you, you are kind of rooting for him, I think, because he is trying to do the right thing at the beginning. He's like, I'm Johnny's best friend. Yeah. You're his fiance. You guys are going to get married. I can't do this to him. Mm-hmm. It would crush him, all this stuff. Like, and it's great. And he, but then like, without any kind of like, there's not you, 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 he struggles, but then you don't, you don't see that turn where he just gives in. He just... It just happens. Yes. And yeah, it's just so, like... It's like that sort of verbal conflict, you know, that he's articulating. You don't see it materialise when Lisa's seducing him and they're no. having that awkward sex scene on the stairs. It's really? like, you know, we were making fun of it throughout that yeah, scene. You know, yeah. he's, gosh, he's really fighting her off, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. there are contextual clues that are just missing. Yeah. Have they been having this affair for a while? Is this the first time that mm. they've slept together? That I, sort of I, thing you kind of need to know because then oh. it tells you... Is this, they've been having an affair for a while and now he's starting to go, you know what, I can't do this. See, I sense it, it just because when we first are introduced to Mike, he's on the phone and she's saying like, oh, you know, hi, babe, or whatever. But yeah. that's you I'm sense saying. it. But no, I, that's yeah. what I think. I think it's implied but that they, they've been sleeping But then when they're in the house, he's like, what are you doing? And yeah. Like, ah. That's what I mean. They're in two different movies. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't no, make exactly. sense. But like, because he, I don't, like, or it's just like, this is Tommy was so script and this is what they've been told to say. Oh, yeah, and so yeah. this is his understanding of like, oh, this is what I should have him say as a reaction. Yeah. Because he doesn't fucking understand human reaction. <laughs> <laughs> that right At there, all. That right there, I think, is the absolute nail in it all. That yeah. the script, the simple fact that you have to say, well, this is, they said what they you know were told to say in the script, yeah. is the main thing you say when you can't back up the story oh, any of longer. Of course, yeah. When you cannot you can't suspend it. I can sit there and talk about Star Wars and talk about, oh, it's this and that and the universe. End of the day, it's a script. Mm-hmm. It's what they were told to say. But the story has been built so well that you can go into other things that are unscripted. Oh, look, and I think most films are like that, to mm. be honest. Most films that are made with some thought and care. Yeah, yeah you're right. There might be bits where you go, oh, I don't really buy that. Or, oh, come on, that doesn't really happen in the real world. Yeah. But you can get lost in that world that you're yeah. watching. Yeah, totally. This movie, even though mm. being... The, the locations, everything about it is identifiable if we want to talk about it on a surface basis. Mm. You know, we live in a house. We understand that. We understand those dynamics. We have friends. We have relationships. Mm. We go to the florist. 
<laughs> we yes. catch trams. We do all of these wonderful things that cable cars are de- <laughs> depicted in this movie. So it's you know it's relatable. It's our world, but nothing else is. You're right. The, the dynamics, the the connection yeah. between the characters does not work. No. It breaks its own rules, and I think yeah. that's the main thing. And Philip, you give too much credit. You feel you're implying that Tommy yeah. knows what the rules are. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> Were any characters here likable? Or relatable. Like, if I had to pick one, I would say Denny. I think because he is a child. And even though he's given some horrendous lines. Mm. Oh, I just like watching you. <laughs> you know what he's talking so about? So you know, about Tommy and, and, and Lisa having, having sex. You just go, oh my yeah. gosh. But really, it's... And I think someone said it during the film that Chris R is just the best character. <laughs> he's got the best motivations. Yeah. He's just, he just makes sense. He's the consistent one. Yeah. yeah. So... Fulia, out of all of these characters in the room, which one would you hang out with? Which one would you go to the cafe and order cheesecake with? (laughs) (laughs) And then leave immediately after sitting down. Uh, Probably Mike. Mike? Is that because he's cute with his beard? Well... And then shaves it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that, that, that and the fact that, you know, he has this thing where his willpower is just not there. So you can like take advantage of him easily. <laughs> so hang on. So you don't like hang on, you don't like Mike because you feel sorry for him or look at his complexity you're like, oh I can manipulate you. <laughs> <laughs> hey you go with Lisa! <laughs> can I just say can I just say I'm I I'm with you there because he he, he is a very attractive man. Yes. I I would do no, 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 Kendall and Fulia are pushing back the feminist movement. Do you want to <laughs> bring us back to current life? I think clearly the winner character in this whole film is that one extra that was speaking to herself. Hey! My favourite yeah. I would totally extra. hang out with her. She's giving us something to talk to. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, she's pretty happy yeah, talking to herself. Yeah, yeah. yeah, even when they're arguing, they're starting to fight, you can still yeah, see her in the background talking. And she's like, Look out for the lady wearing green in the party. Oh, you, yes. it's, you, will, you will thank me. I mean, yeah. it's one thing, you, you cop it all the time in things like Power Rangers, where <laughs> you'll have the bad guy that just sort of falls over when someone else was punched. <laughs> that's one thing, but to actually be having a conversation, like chatting a, and talking... That's a conscious decision by someone. A, yeah. <laughs> a decision. yeah. Uh, by an adult. Yes. Yeah. Do you think that maybe she's like, I'm not parting off with anyone, what do I do? And Tommy went, oh, just talk to yourself. Literally? Yeah. Do you think that she was told, oh, I'll just green sleeve someone else? Yeah. It'll be fine. Speaking of green screen, oh. there was a lot of green screen. Oh. There was. Oh, so and it was so obvious. It was the worst on the roof for me. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it wasn't just obvious, oh, this is a low budget film. Yeah. It was bad, obvious, and no one cared. No. Yeah, pretty much. And also the camera work. There was some really dodgy camera work in there. Those weird pans. Yeah. The, the subtle difference in the freaking the white balance just going in and out a little mm. bit be, between cutting between characters some mm. of the parts where it just goes blurry for a moment <laughs> and then it comes back in it's just like what the hell there was a part in one of the sex scenes where most of the shots you could argue were you know soft and romantic and whatever and then they come up from behind the stairs and <laughs> 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 yeah that's 
from Denny's perspective. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. nice. <laughs> well played, Kendall. Well played. <laughs> and probably true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> probably true. Like, I just, I just speaking of Denny, I just wanted to say that, like, yeah, I, out of all the characters, I probably do feel the most for him. But, yeah. But just some of the weird things that he does and he says and it's just it just and and the whole the whole like him being in love with Lisa <laughs> it just it's just so wrong don't yeah. worry about it and then and then when he tells Johnny and Johnny doesn't care get or get angry or anything mm. and like it just i i don't understand what the point of like that, that that yeah why but give him nothing, that nothing story nothing eventuated from that either exactly right like <laughs> it's just i don't understand well if i want uh, to try to read some logic into it i wonder if it's playing on that whole Teenage boys lusting over a beautiful older woman. Maybe Denny wants to be like Johnny. Yeah, so, like, I, he definitely girl. looks up to him. I think. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And maybe it's reiterating Lisa as a bit predatory, even though it's not. Obviously, Lisa doesn't mm. lust after Denny back, but you know she's this object of desire. So why wouldn't Mike fall for her trap? Or yeah. you know, I feel like there is an undeniable level of sexism with mm. this film and the yeah. way it is written towards women and even the way um, masculinities are portrayed as well Mm. the men fight and then forgive forgive one another so easily you know mike goes to throw peter off the roof (laughs) and then peter's just okay with that straight afterwards yeah keep talking about your problems yeah yeah Yeah, we need to talk about you yeah that and peter disappears um, (laughs) after he injures himself playing you feel like that the actor actually just decided to say i'm no (laughs) you cannot pay me enough so I mean, look, there's a lot to talk about this film, <laughs> really. There's a lot to pick at and mention. And I suppose that also suggests why it has the legacy that it has. Yes. So it's been described as the Citizen Kane of bad movies, <laughs> is one way of putting it. Yeah. Uh, but also, it's a cult favourite now. Yeah. It still plays in cinemas in Melbourne, at least, and I'm sure other places around the world. And this has attracted a loyal and loving audience and i have to say watching it with you all it's a lot more fun with a bigger audience to watch it because the film itself if you were to watch it without sort of talking and laughing it's pretty dull (laughs) you know because yeah it's just repetitive and nothing goes anywhere so it has a strong fan base Mm. so some of the things that i guess are popular amongst its fans most famously spoons (laughs) yeah so when you go to see it at cinema, people will throw spoons on the screen or to the screen whenever they see spoons in the film. Right. This comes from the set dressing. So you will notice that there's a lot of pictures of spoons throughout the film. Really? Yes. I did not notice. I didn't notice that either. The reason for this is when they decide to set dress, they just put the pictures that came with the frame and they happen to be of spoons. Oh. So that's why there's pictures of spoons. <laughs> so when Johnny is, ta- is having his... Um, Meltdown, I suppose, at the end, he's knocking things about. He does knock over a lot of picture-framed spoons. <laughs> one of those picture frames, you'll notice, there's two on the wall. One falls completely. It's above the mantle. The second one falls, and it's like it falls ajar. And my theory is, is that because it hits the camera and rests on it? It does <laughs> actually fall completely. <laughs> <laughs> so you do have people throwing spoons whenever they see a spoon. Also, people will shut out water. As we notice, there's a lot of shots of water, mm. you know, of, of the bay, of, of water features, of rain. Yeah, yeah. So there's this obsession with water. And I think it's whenever 
Lisa says anything, <laughs> it's because it's a detriment <laughs> to being a woman. <laughs> you will hear audience members says, because you're a woman. <laughs> <laughs> so were there any sort of other little quirks or anything to this film that, that we came across? Oh, oh hi. <laughs> that, that just to me, the fact that it's always a surprise when someone says hi, you said before. Oh, yeah. The one scene that with with the Ohai that threw me off, it just seemed so unnecessary, was when Mark sees Peter come onto the roof and he's, yeah, and he's smoking. Yeah, they've just been together. Yeah. And he comes in, Mark actually notices him, and Peter says, hi, Mark. And then... How are you? And, and then friggin' Mark turns around and says, oh, hi, Peter. As if, you know, oh, I just noticed you. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's yeah. insane. Same. It's the weirdest, it so unnecessary. The weirdest thing, and then of course, you know, the the mother of all. I did not hit her. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> oh hi, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> but said. it just implies that he was just talking to himself. <laughs> yeah, and like, how did? Okay, so Lisa was telling people that uh, Johnny hit her when he was drunk. This was never sh- on screen because it never happened. How did Johnny find out? About about it because we don't see him find out and again this is quite weird isn't it because it shows and tells a lot lot of other rubbish yeah but you feel like his reaction to that would have been a really powerful and poignant moment getting really hurt and him rambling to himself and things like that and you know finding some some support from Mark but it just doesn't play that way yeah Yeah. and then like why is Lisa telling everyone that Mark Mark, Johnny hit her when it didn't happen and then she's still not willing to like leave well this is the thing my, Johnny my theory is always that she's made that up because yeah. she, he doesn't drink mm. so she gets him drunk so i.e. anything she makes up he can't remember yeah I feel like she's doing that as a justification to leave him but she doesn't but follow then she, through that's what I mean yeah, exactly. she doesn't follow exactly. through why is she doing it if yeah. she doesn't leave and here's the thing I come back to that whole sociopath thing this movie could be an amazing, again, never could be, but could be an amazing <laughs> study into sociopaths, mm. into the idea of how they work, how they tick. We've just recently, uh, in the YouTube world, had this whole thing with Shane Dawson talking about sociopaths and how how they work and how they tick and that maybe a lot of YouTubers are sociopaths. This could have been an amazing look into that, an amazing, oh, hello, it's a... Mm. But no, nothing. It's just does not follow through on any line whatsoever. Absolutely, because the whole point is to reiterate what a great guy Johnny is. But look, again, it's it's a cult favourite and drinking games are definitely a part (laughs) of this. Yeah, I would love to play a drinking game to this. Yeah, yeah. Well, one of the drinking games I did come across, so you can have a drink anytime someone opens a door. Uh, yep. yep. Wow. Yeah. You can get drunk um, on that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, this person also suggested when people touch noses. This is interesting because mm-hmm. I didn't pick up on that one. Well, the ma- the mum does it a lot. Yes. Does it. Yeah. When there's an awkward laugh. Hey, Johnny. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When someone is busy or they can't talk at the moment. <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. Hi slash hello. Insert name here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and of course, there's a best friend reference. Mm-hmm. And you can have bonus drinks when you hear Johnny say, you're tearing me apart. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> and of course, 
Cheap, 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 cheap. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fun drinking game that I found online. That's I think, good. I think we'd be on the floor by the oh, time Johnny is. Yeah, yeah. This, is, this, is, this is how to die from alcohol poisoning. <laughs> Absolutely. <Baroon> edition. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's well, like yeah. mass liver failure. Yeah. yeah. A, whole, a whole collection of people. I'm, I'm sorry, sorry but right now. Who, who, what, what chicken says cheap unless they're a little cheek? <laughs> Don't, don't uh, they clump? Tom, Tommy Wiseau's chickens. Like, absolutely. Like, he, he knows chickens like Cheat. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think the best legacy from this film, besides us being able to gather around and have a bit of a laugh at it, is a wonderful movie called The Disaster Artist mm. from 2017. And this is based on a book by Greg Sestero, who played Mark. Mm-hmm. And his experiences in making this mo- in making this oh, movie. That's brilliant. He co-wrote the he, no, he co-wrote the book. Yeah, um, the disaster artist. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and having seen the disaster artist, it is a wonderful film. It is must see viewing. Especially, it doesn't make you appreciate the room anymore. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah. It does not do that. But having seen the room. It is absolute required viewing and you will love it even more because you will understand all the references, all the moments. James Franco was in it and I'm in yes. love with James Franco yeah. and you will love him even more in this. He, he won a Golden Globe for his portrayal. He did, absolutely. Yeah. So he plays Tommy. His brother plays Mark. Yeah. Which yeah, I think Dave it, Franco. Dave Franco, yeah. that's right, yeah. So, and I think that's actually quite a brave choice, but you don't sort of say, oh, they look too similar. It's quite well done. And the portrayals of the people that we see in the movie and mm. them replicating scenes is just so much fun to watch. Mm. Yeah. And yes, that very famous, I did not hit her, <laughs> not, is there. And um, this isn't spoiling anything. In the credits, they do the scene-by-scene comparisons. Oh. And that's, uh, always, that's, cool. that's always cute. Yeah, um, read up on The Disaster Artist afterwards as well. Yeah. It's, you know, there's some creative license in there, but sure. it doesn't ruin the film whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember seeing the trailer for The Disaster Artist, and the trailer, I think, started with the, I, I did not hit her, like, <laughs> scene and how many takes they yes. had to do to actually yeah. get like him to remember the lines it yeah. was like 10 or 15 times or it's, something it's but almost it's almost as yeah. if tommy was drunk during the whole filming of this Hi. shit he was on something <laughs> he was on something because on something. if he didn't remember his lines and he had to adr everything that's just terrible yeah well, I, I was gonna say quickly i always wanted to watch the disaster artist yeah but I, i've never seen the room so i'm glad now that i've seen the room yes, yes. yes. now i can Same finally here. watch this because i didn't yeah. want to like i wanted to understand the context yes. and appreciate be able to appreciate it yeah. and i and you definitely will get more out of the disaster yeah so artist i'm really excited now it. yeah it's yeah. such a great film i can't it's wait to watch so it. engaging. i will join you oh <laughs> yes. excellent yeah definitely worth a watch i mean the room was also directed and this is uncredited by sandy schickler and he worked on the film and he's kind of like, well, you know, I had to direct a lot of the moments because Tommy couldn't act and direct at the same time. Yeah. And it does beg the question, Sandy, why are you trying to take credit for this? Yeah. <laughs> like, I know you're trying, yeah. to, you're trying to grab onto its infamy, but I don't know. If you worked on The Room and it has the reputation it has now, and look, people actually enjoy it. Like, people get so much out of it. Let's face it, we did too. We were having a good time watching it. Sometimes we felt a bit tortured, yeah. but you know, I think overall it was a positive experience watching it with other people. It doesn't do anything uh, for the art of filmmaking. Mm. But no. is this a film if you were involved in? Would would anyone here gladly put their hand up, or would you crawl oh. under a rock? Oh, I, I am. <laughs> Look, Philip. for for all its you know infamy now and yeah. popularity now, 
I am so crediting myself as Alan Smithy. Carson, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're an actor too. Oh, what do no. you think? I uh, really no, no. Yeah. Would oh. you only do it if you were that extra talking to herself? Yes. yes. <laughs> talk to her. I'll give her a friend. <laughs> she definitely needed one. I mean, she was happy by herself, but she'd be happier with you. I had a I had a bit of a read of an article about the actress that played Lisa. Yes. She was for, she was saying for a long time she denied being a part of it. She just didn't want to acknowledge it. And now she's sort of like, okay, well I can appreciate. You know, there's the cult following now. And then, like, but for a long time, she was all high and mighty about going, oh, well, I'm much better than that. Mm. And then I'm like, well, okay, let's have a look at what else she's done. Yeah. Let's have a look at Ghost Shark 2. Yeah. I was even hmm. thinking while watching it, I'm like, would, would any of these actors want this on their IMDb? Yeah. Like, or, or on their resume? Like, if you're going to around auditions in LA, <laughs> like, or wherever, like... Would, why would mm. like if someone asked you what have you been in and if well, all you had to say was the room mm-hmm. would you even say anything or you'd be like mm. oh no I'm just starting out yeah <laughs> nah see I'd like to be credited as anonymous <laughs> there yeah, is, I don't want to be credited <laughs> there is though something speaking of having a look on IMDB oh yeah there is a small little thing that might make an independent go oh maybe I need this on my resume and that is 2004 New York International Independent Film and Video Festival. The Room won the <laughs> Audience Award for Best Feature Film. Let's, what? Let's face it. It was never going to win amongst its peers. No. <laughs> so basically what you're saying is, is that whatever Tommy Wiseau was on, he gave to the audience yes. at yeah. that festival. Yeah. I mean, wow. I like the idea that it was just a full-on troll that they watched and pissed themselves <laughs> laughing. And like, yeah, got to give it to this. Well, yeah, they probably didn't think it was a serious <laughs> film when they watched it. God. Or at least that it was intended to be a serious yeah, film. Yeah. But still, it's not like it won the Razzie. Or no. The... And it should have. <laughs> it should, it have. Yeah, it should have. have swept the Razzie. Yeah. Like mean, this, is, this is why the Razzies exist, right? Absolutely. Like absolutely. It should go into a Hall of Fame or something. Like yeah. That. One of those things. I mean, look, the film doesn't look like it's been made on a huge budget at all. Does anyone want to guess how much no. this film cost Ooh. to make? It's going to be more than we all think. It's going to be painful, isn't it? Yeah. Like... Phil, what do you think? Just a ballpark. Number. I'm gonna go say just over half a mil. Half a million. So you think? Yeah. And oh, Kendall, nah. what do you think? No more than twenty grand. That's no where more my, than twenty. My 000? brain's going. Yeah. Kirsten, how um, much? I've seen a twenty grand film, <laughs> <laughs> and it was better I, than this. No. Or yeah, um, like filming wise, as bad as it was. When mm. you say about camera angles and all that, I've seen one worse at twenty grand. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'd like to say there was maybe fifty. Yeah. Okay. Okay, 50,000. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say somewhere near 100,000. 100,000. Yeah. Okay, so... The oh, room. Are we doing Wheel of Fortune rooms? <laughs> right, what do we ride? Like a bow, please. Yeah, well, the room cost $6 million. To what? Pay. Yeah. <laughs> that was the budget. <laughs> That's how you leave. <laughs> that is the budget, yes. So that probably does include Ooh. marketing and You're so You're tearing forth. me apart, Tommy. <laughs> so... What to all those producers listening out there, watch it. This is how you waste money. No. I mean, I'm sure it's made its money back now. Oh. Oh. I wasn't expecting but, it to be that much. Well, oh, it's, wow. well, its initial box office was $1,800. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. They definitely broke even there. Yeah. Where did that money go? Well, you know what? I think you'll get some indication 
when you watch The Disaster Artist. Actually suggested in there. Okay, good. Yeah, so it was a clusterfuck <laughs> of a production. Wow. Yeah. And it's a clusterfuck of a movie. Yeah. So folks. <sighs> That's insane. We've talked about what we knew about the film, what we thought about it before experiencing it. We've tried to make some logic of it, and let's face it, we've failed miserably <laughs> at that. But I'm interested now that we've all experienced the room. Fulia. Yes. Your final thoughts and a score out of five. Okay, so from the get-go, I already started cringing. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> and that was, that was already an indication of what the score was going to be for me, so... I'm going to give this a one out of five. (laughs) One out of five. Kirsten. Okay, so from the start, probably five, not even five minutes in, I've had this pain in my stomach. (laughs) Oh my God. And it's just like growing more and more. And when Wayne, when you just said they had this thing cost $6 million, (laughs) something's rubbed. Yeah, something something has died. And, and probably died quicker yeah. than uh, Johnny did. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can't even give it a one. I can't. I can't give it zero. anything. So I'm we're at a zero. I'm at a zero. Yeah. I'm sorry, John. <laughs> no, Johnny. No, 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 Johnny. <laughs> so, Kendall, your yes. final thoughts and a score out of five. Okay. So, for pure entertainment value. Uh, in terms of just sitting and watching it and having a good laugh with all you guys. That was a good time. That, that was fun. Yeah. Was so class. if I'm going to rate it on that, uh, just as a comedy film, um, <laughs> I'd give it like a four out of five. <laughs> but it's a minus ten. <laughs> it's not even... It, it, yeah, it doesn't yeah. deserve anything. I don't understand why it exists. Actually, I'd like uh, to redact, redact my one and just make it a complete. Because you were zero. being too nice. Yeah. Like, you said one. I'm like, oh, should I give it a one? No, I can't. I can't even conscious it. give it a one. Come on, yeah. Stand by your one. It was to see Greg, yeah? Well, yeah. 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 He, he's, the, he's the part that gets one. I can understand that. Um, yeah, yeah, zero for me, unfortunately. <laughs> Not that unfortunate. No, no. 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 <laughs> Philip. So, for me, I've heard quite often, especially in these reviews and and theses that I hear that people talk about it being a great film for filmmakers, you know, independent filmmakers to watch, to understand what not to do. Mm. But I, honest to goodness, if you need to watch this film to know what not to do, mm-hmm. choose a different career. <laughs> here, here, my friend. Here, here. The, it has basics. That it just does not grasp. And if you're sitting there going and you're taking notes from the room mm-hmm. and going, oh, oh, that's a good point. Yeah, I really shouldn't be doing that. that then you're done. Mm-hmm. You're out. You, you had your chance <laughs> and it's finished. Before it's <laughs> I cannot, outside of, yes, the laugh factor, and I would definitely love to go to one of these screenings yeah. just to throw a spoon or two. <laughs> but... Outside of that, on its own premise, zero out of five is not worth the watch. Mm. Outside of a communal laugh. Yeah. 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 <laughs> or a drinking game. Yeah. Or, a drinking yeah. game. or a drinking game. Yeah. I, look, I'm on par with all of you here. Yeah. Um, I have to say, this is the second time I've seen The Room. And the first time I watched it, I've gone, it's, look, it's a bad film. There's no question about it. It's not really a boring film, though. For most of the time, I was sort of engaged enough to see the train wreck unfold. Uh, Watching it again, and this time with uh, more people, 
in the room. (laughs) 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 See what I did there? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I had so much fun watching it today. Yeah. (laughs) It was a lot of fun. And it's the type of film that needs to be watched with a lot of people. So, like, you can do it. If I was basing it on the experience of watching it, it's a five star film, baby. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) However, we are talking about a film that was made seriously. Yeah. That has poor performances looks horrible, uses repeat footage for a sex scene that doesn't need to be there to begin with. The score is atrocious. Nothing makes sense about it. The characters aren't all that likable. It goes absolutely nowhere. It has a few hilarious moments, but again, these are unintentional. Yeah. So, as a serious critique of a... Well... (laughs) I almost feel like calling it a film is an insult to the art of filmmaking. Yeah. Yeah, it's zero from me as yeah, well. Yeah. You know. However, would I watch this movie again? Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Let's break out the drinks. Yes, definitely. Yep. So thanks everyone for joining us on our very first craptacular yeah. special Yay. of Fred Watch. We hope that you'll be back with us soon enough because there's a lot of bad movies out there, folks. Yeah. Yes. I've been a Philip Hunting. I've been a Wayne Stellini. I've been a Kendall Richardson. I've been a Kirsten Shanahan. I've been a Fuya Kantaramaju. And, and you've, you've just, just experienced Fred Watch. Cue music. And you know which bit I mean. Okay. Okay. So Phil and I will start us off. Welcome to Fred Watch, where we view and review films, everything from the mainstream to the obscure. And welcome to our very first craptacular special, where we where fuck me. (laughs) (laughs) What is today's film? (laughs) Well. That's terrible. Well, that's shocking. That's really bad. Uh, that's, t- that's about as good as the film. It's in theme with the film. Ask again. <laughs> so what's... <laughs> but when Johnny overhears Lisa confess her invitation... With his mental state declining, Johnny seeks the help of friend, Peter, Kyle Vogt. I don't know how to pronounce that. Yeah, it's, it's a vote. Is a vote. Oh, yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Thanks. With his mental state declining, Johnny seeks the help of friend Pete. I was going to say Peter Vote. <laughs> <laughs> I've been a film hunter. I've been a Wayne Stellini. And, and you've... Of course there's other yeah, people, people in the room. In the room. Uh, out. Okay. I've been a film hunter. I've been a Wayne Stellini. I've been a Kendall Richardson. I've been a Kirsten Shanahan. I've been a Fuya Kantaramaja. And you've just, just experienced Fred Watch. Watch. Oh, did I just say a podcast called Fred? And I started to say it too. Did you? Fair <laughs> 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 time to try, people. Put it this way, I said a Fred Watch. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I started saying it because I saw your mouth move that yeah, way yeah, too. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so... 
That's okay. I mean, look, if Tommy can do several takes of I did not hit her, we're okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And scene. <laughs> Never need to watch the room again. Yay. Yay. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs>